We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you are listening to episode 833 and when you're listening to this on wednesday you probably realize that this is not your typical wednesday voice that is because I am your new host for today. My name is Maggie Loney, and I am joined by some exceptionally special guests, three of my favorite women in the Packersphere. Their knowledge is unmatched, and they just all happen to also host the Packaday podcast. So today, you know the drill. It's Perry Goldstein, Sarah Kelleher, and Janelle Mackey. Perry, before we dive into this, Let's just let's get things started. How you doing? Where you at mentally? The trade deadline just passed. There's a lot going on and a lot not going on in the Packer world. I'm fine. I was expecting nothing to happen. Nothing happened. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. I think that the Packers have a pretty precarious cap space situation at the moment, and we have a lot of free agents to sign that I would rather keep than bring in somebody else. So 
we didn't do anything. Uh, we heard about Will Fuller a little bit. They couldn't get anything done. And I think that's fine with me. And Sarah, you actually, I believe, won a bet with Dusty and Steve because the Packers did not do anything <laughs> at the trade deadline. So congratulations on being right. How does that feel? Good. It feels great. <laughs> I hope you're listening um, so that I have, you know, the one up on them just for today that I was at least right about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm with Perry. I'm not super surprised. I had a friend text me and they were like, what is going on with the Packers and the trade deadline? I feel like I'm hearing more about them than any other team. And I was just like, hey, if something happens, great, but usually nothing ever happens. So I'm not going to be surprised if, you know, nothing ever happens again. And sure enough, that's what happens. So, you know, not shocked, but I think we have the personnel to get the job done still. Yeah. Janelle, so how about you? Did you think they would make a trade for wide receiver? Did you think that they would bring in somebody else or did you think that they would just do the same old at 1265? I mean, it's it's easy with the past just to assume they're not going to do anything. I think this is one of the first years where they kind of gave us that glimmer of hope. So it kind of got me a little excited, but I'm not surprised that nothing actually happened. But it would have been interesting to see them add some depth to the current roster. Yeah, I'm with you. I I didn't expect anything to happen, but as the day progressed and all the little rumors started floating around, it it felt maybe like something was going to happen for the first time in a while. So not that I, I didn't really have any hopes to get up, but it was definitely fun to track until the absolute last second uh, with the deadline. So obviously we know that the Packers have a very quick turnaround here. They're playing tomorrow in San Francisco. It's a long flight for them. Um, we are tasked with looking at the injury report and honestly, it doesn't even fit on a page. Both teams are pretty completely decimated. Um, so Perry, I'll start with you. I guess who's one key inactive for you going into this game or somebody that you're really hoping either can play or you think it's a big impact that the Packers won't have them for Thursday. Well, I would say that our running back room is a little bit of a question mark <laughs> at the moment between COVID and exposures. And so I guess since Jamal is definitely out, we're not going to have him or AJ Dillon. And it sounded like we potentially won't have Aaron Jones either, but that's due to the injury, not COVID. So I, I hope that we can still have Aaron Jones um, if his calf for some reason miraculously feels better by Thursday night um, because either that or we're left with Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin and John Lovett. So the running backs are, I think probably my biggest concern um, just because obviously that, that makes the Packers a little one dimensional if the 49ers know that we're not going to have like our strongest run game. So um, I'm really, really hoping that Aaron Jones feels better. But the, uh, you know, hearing that the, everyone is pessimistic in quotes that he'll play is is not promising. Yeah, and it looks like there were some new injury uh, people added to the injury report. Vernon Scott is on there. Will Redmond is on there. Both safeties. The Packers already don't have a ton of depth there. So, Sarah, what were your thoughts looking at this really expansive injury report? Any uh, name surprise you on there? Yeah, I was a little taken back when I saw Rick Wagner was added to the list this week, too, just because I know Bakhtiardi has been fighting a chest injury. And if he's not able to play, I know Wagner has been able to step up and really do a great job while he's out. Um, And especially, you know, with maybe a weaker running back room this week, I would really like to have as many guys um, that are healthy on the offensive line as possible. So, you know, both of them being on the injury report is a little concerning. Um, We haven't really heard about Bakhtiari's status and what's going on there. And I don't know really, you know, what's happening with Wagner, except that he was limited in practice. So that was something that caught my eye for sure. 
Yeah, so Janelle, we know that Christian Kirksey is obviously not activated yet off injured reserve. Uh, Kamal Martin had to go on the COVID reserve list. And then Chris Barnes now is also limited with a shoulder and biceps injury. So what's your thoughts going into Thursday with this Packers and sidelinebacker group? I mean, who do you think gets the start? Do you think we see Christian Kirksey? And are you comfortable with <laughs> with this middle of the defense? <laughs> I mean, it's really, I don't think I'd feel confident saying I'm good with any part of this defense right now. Um, yeah, it was really exciting to see Kamal Martin get that energy and kind of jump right into it and play really well. So seeing that he won't be playing is really disappointing. I actually had a different player in mind, though, not even defense or offense. I was looking at special teams and seeing Mason Crosby's name on the list. That always makes me nervous. You know, it's the one spot where there's really no depth. You have J.K. Scott, but that's it. And in a game where it could really come down to field goals, you want your kicker to be as healthy as possible. So he's limited participation thus far. So hopefully he can go in there and play, you know, because he wasn't doing kickoffs or anything, just extra points and field goals, but we didn't get to see that against Minnesota. So hopefully he's good to go on Thursday. Yeah. And I think it was hard to get a sense of if JK Scott was even good at his job as uh, kicking off with the wind, you know, and being so crazy on Sunday. So yeah, a healthy Mason Crosby, especially against a team like the 49ers that always seem to have the Packers number is definitely preferable. So, you know, I don't know how long we can talk about injuries, but to flip that, the other part of our schedule for today is to talk about key matchups. So Janelle, we'll start with you because, you know, I feel bad that you're last (laughs) in our rotation, but what would be um, either, you know, a key matchup position wise or player wise that you're really looking forward to watching on Thursday? Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to kind of see our offensive line kind of Sarah touched on it with the injuries, just our offensive line versus their front seven. I mean, San Francisco is just as uh, banged up as the Packers, but you know, we, we've seen what, what the 49ers can do. So I think, and especially after that Minnesota game, really keeping the pressure off Rogers, especially when you take away the run game is going to be so important. So I think that this offensive line, regardless of injuries is going to be one of the most important parts of this game. Yeah. So then Sarah, to kind of furthering that point, do you think that this game is going to come down to, you know, Aaron Rodgers in the offense, or do you think this is really going to be a defensive showing for the Packers trying to stop a 49ers offense that is very depleted of key players? Yeah, I would, I would hope that we could lean on defense a little more. Um, but obviously the offense is going to have to get creative too. When I was thinking about this in a key matchup, you know, I took it a little differently. And I thought, you know, Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan is a key matchup in this one as well. We know, we know how great of a coach Shanahan is. He's really just, we've seen him dismantle basically the Packers and completely outcoach us twice in the past year. So they both need to do a little with a lot in the game. So who really brings the better game plan to the table? Um, It's a really important matchup. I think a lot of us, you know, may overlook, we're thinking about injuries. And like you said, what's happening um, with the offense or is it the defense and there's key injuries on both sides. So what do we need to do to bring to the table? I think the offense needs to be really creative. Um, you know, both coaches have a great football IQ and on paper, I think some people might give Shanahan the edge over LaFleur, but Hey, we've seen, he's really been able to game plan and go out there. And I know he says we, they want to think, you know, want to know every week and focus on the opponent in front of them. But I think he's had this one scheduled on the Packers schedule since the start. He's really looking to bounce back. And that's something I'm going to be paying attention to on Thursday. 
Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Yeah, and we do know, you know, that Matt LaFleur so far in his young tenure as the Packers head coach has not lost two in a row. So I think that this is an important bounce back game for another of reasons, a number of reasons. But Perry, knowing how you feel about Mike Patton, you know, I think this is another key matchup for this Packers team is how does Mike Patton scheme his defense to handle high powered Shanahan offense? So I don't know if you have a specific matchup in mind, but what are your thoughts on a key matchup for Thursday? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're we're getting a very different 49ers team that we played last season, like completely different. I mean, they pretty much have lost their entire like first string everyone. Um, but based off the way that we were playing, our defense was playing against the Vikings, the holes that we were leaving open, I think any running back can run through us. I mean, Raheem Mostert last season was what their fourth string or something like that, and he still gashed us. So who's to say that Jarek McKinnon or Jamichael Hasty will not do what Dalvin Cook did to us on Thursday night um, again. And, and I think, like, especially going back and watching the tape, like, there was just gaping wide open holes. Like, it doesn't take any kind of special running back to to see those and and just completely run through them. And I think that, to your point, Kyle Shanahan is the kind of coach who's going to scheme he's going to scheme up some stuff that's going to take advantage of what the Packers are bad at. And I'm worried about another, you know, 250 yard rushing day. Yeah. So Janelle, I know that you talked a little bit about, you know, this Packers offensive line already. Um, But this is a 49ers front seven that outside of a week one outlier where they allowed 180 yards on the ground to the Cardinals, they've looked pretty good. Um, As far as run defense, they've given up 113 yards or less, and they have a pretty stout front seven, you know, even though they have some injuries, they lost Nick Bosa. So knowing what we know about this COVID list and that the Packers might be shorthanded in the running game, do you think we see a lot from the running backs on Thursday? Or do you think, you know, that Matt LaFleur just kind of is going to turn to the air and just hope and pray that Devontae and some of the other guys can make up for the deficiencies on the ground? I think it would kind of help to add the run game and because I'm sure the 49ers look at this like, oh, well, their running back group is really banged up. It's going to be more of an air show. But I think if you can add in the run game with guys like Tyler Irvin and Dexter Williams and guys like that, it could really throw off their game plan if they assume that it's going to be, you know, 80% passing, maybe a couple runs here and there. So I think it, I do think it'll be more air than ground, but I think throwing in that ground could really throw them off due to our running back crew right now. Yeah, no, I agree. And so Sarah, then knowing what we know about this Packers ground game, if we do see a lot from the air show, 
We saw a lot out of Robert Tunyon and Jay Sternberger. They've kind of emerged in this Vikings loss. Uh, who would be a player that you're looking at in the passing game, not named Devontae Adams? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I think MVS is the person I'm going to be looking to um, this week. He's been really quiet I, lately, and I know everyone has been saying, this is the game. This is the game for MVS. It feels like we say that every single week. And I feel like more than ever, the offense is counting on him this week. Like, you know, Janelle said, they're going to be going to the air a lot more than the ground in this game, and they're going to have to be creative. Obviously, they can't go to Devontae Adams every single time. I think teams are figuring out what's happening with Tunyon. Um, you know, he'll have a few catches and pick up some first downs, but MBS is the guy that really needs to have a game-changing play on Thursday. You know, whether that's a deep pass, you know, he, we've seen him connect with Aaron Rodgers on that before. I think, you know, if he can get in there and he can kind of get in a rhythm and gain some momentum, it'll be huge. And that's going to be looking to um, in the wide receiver room this week. Yeah. So then Perry, following up on that, Sarah listed MBS, obviously. We saw a little bit out of EQ against the Vikings. Do you think that we see an expanded role out of him against the 49ers? Or do you think that that was just kind of, you know, a one shot, not knowing who's available for this offense? No, I definitely think so. I think you can tell that that Rodgers is going towards him more and more. Um, you know, it it's, I think, a little unfair to say, or I guess be too down on him. Like he he was out for pretty much a season and a half more than that. It's been so long since he's really been in a groove and I think it takes a couple of games. So I think the fact that Rogers keeps going to him, even though he's dropped a few balls, even though he's made a few mistakes says a lot for the increased workload that he's going to have. Um, I honestly am curious to see if they activate Lazard. I know he's been practicing. Um, he's on IR, so he doesn't get any kind of like practice designation. So it's a little bit of a mystery right now. Um, but if, and it's a short week. So like, I guess the chances of that are not great. They can wait, bring him back week 10. He gets an extra like 10 days of practice. But if we can activate Lazard for a Thursday night against San Francisco, I think it's a complete game changer. (laughs) No, I agree. I'm with you. And I think that, you know, something that we're going to want to keep an eye on as well is knowing that the running backs room is likely going to be kind of small. What do we see out of a guy like Tyler Irvin, who pro football focus has listed as a wide receiver and running back. So, you know, we know, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams can catch out of the backfield. We've seen that AJ Dillon can do it very limited. We saw like one or two opportunities that he's had. Um, So what Tyler Irvin, and I think specifically Dexter Williams will bring to this offense, you know, if Matt LaFleur has to kind of change that game plan at all, because he doesn't have the versatility in his running backs room that he normally would have on any given week. But if we flip that then to the defensive side of the ball, Janelle, do you have a, I know you said you didn't have a lot of confidence in this uh, Packers defense as a whole, but where are you going to be primarily focused going into Thursday's game? Is it, is it stopping the run? Is that the obvious answer? Um, it could be, but you know, Mostert being out, that's kind of the, the Achilles heel that was in the NFC championship game last year. I think I'm really curious though, because also with George Kittle being out, that changes the matchups in the backfield. So I think really, I just want to see better tackling. That's really my only request out of the out of the defense. I don't care if it's uh, a deep ball thrown. Make sure you get the tackle. I don't care if it's on the line of scrimmage. Make the tackle. You know, I don't like seeing a guy touch two yards behind the line of scrimmage and then running for an extra fifteen yards. I think that's going to be the most important thing going into this game. And I mean, I really don't know what their practice schedule looked like. So it's a really really a bummer that it was such a short week and then the COVID hits and you can't get this practice in. But I think the tackling is really what's going to be the game changer for this defense. 
Yep, I agree. So Sarah, this is if my math checks out and you know nobody quote me on that. It looks like the 49ers defense has already forced 10 turnovers on the season and we know that the Packers are not giving up the ball on offense. So do you think that that's another element to this game is which team if either can force a turnover and kind of give their offense the ball back in a critical moment? A hundred percent. And something that I would love to see from the Packers defense is for them to apply more pressure up front. I think there were so many times where I was just waiting for it to happen. And especially with Jimmy Garoppolo out, you know, there's your 49ers backup quarterback is in. So apply pressure, you know, get in his face. I could easily see a situation where Zadarius or someone else, you know, runs up and forces a fumble. And that could be a game changer, like you said. So I really hope it's the Packers defense that forces the turnover. I think they're due for one. It's been weeks now since we've seen it happen. And um, I just, like you said, I think that's a big game changer if they're able to pull it off. Yeah, I had pulled this stat up earlier and, you know, I know that there's parity in the NFL and sometimes turnovers are just kind of a force of luck. But through seven games in 2019, the Packers had had 13 turnovers and so far in 2020, they're only at four. So, you know, that is a key element to this Packers defense. So. Perry, my question for you now involves Jair Alexander, because I know that you are, in fact, a certified cornerback, Stan. Um, But it looks like we're going to see Jair Alexander up against Brandon Ayuk this week. He seems to be kind of the key piece that's left on this San Francisco offense. And regardless of if it's Nick Mullins, I know Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing. Do you think that Jair is going to kind of be shadowing Brandon Ayuk, knowing that he's kind of emerging as wide receiver one for that offense? It's actually unbelievable that you read my mind because that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to talk about. Um, yeah, no, I, I fully expect it to be Jair on Brandon Ayuk. Like you said, he's kind of the only piece that's left of this starting offense that's any kind of a factor. Um, he's a rookie, so he's already you know a little bit of an X factor. And while he is not playing with his starting quarterback, um, if he is kind of that true star wide receiver that people think he's going to be, he can produce with anybody who's throwing him the ball, which like we saw with Devante when it was Brett Hundley, right? Like he was still producing and it didn't matter who was under center. So I definitely think it's going to be the Jair Island show on Brandon. It would make the most sense to me, but I mean, Petten isn't doing anything that makes sense to me <laughs> these days. So who like really, who, who knows? But I, I think if, if, he does, you know, play man on Brandon Ayuk and can somewhat, you know, diminish him in any kind of capacity. It's just going to do, you know, wonders for for the Packers defense. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that whether Kevin King comes back or it's the Josh Jackson show again, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how they handle some of the other players on that 49ers offense because, you know, Janelle mentioned there's no George Kittle. So, you know, that's a really depleted offense and Hopefully that's a good thing for this Packers defense. But before we wrap things up, um, let's just kind of round Robin here. And uh, Sarah, we'll start with you because you haven't gotten a start yet. Um, One player on offense and one player on defense for the Packers that you are, I don't know, optimistic about, hopeful for, or somebody that you think can have a breakout game. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. 
Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, so I am optimistic on the defensive side of things. While we just talked about it, about Jari Alexander, I think he's going to have a great game every single game he's done his job. I um, was watching one of the games a couple weeks ago, and the broadcaster said, you know, we haven't said his name much in any of the games that we've covered. And that means that a cornerback is doing a great job. And I think that's a perfect way to describe his game and how he's playing right now. Um, On offense, I think it's cliche, but Aaron Rodgers, he has to do a lot with a little this week. And how he, you know, responds to that is going to be really important. Uh, I think, Perry, you actually tweeted this out yesterday about how complimentary he's been of some of the guys on the team this year. I think that's huge for a game like Thursday night. He believes in, you know, the teammates that he has, whether that's his first strings, his second strings, or his third strings. And so whether he's able to produce with them is what we'll find out. So I think, you know, it really comes down to his leadership and what he's able to do. Yeah, he did say today in his presser that he was excited uh, to give Dexter Williams more opportunities. So, Janelle, I hope I didn't just take your key player on offense, but who do you have for offense and defense? Yeah, so I'm looking at uh, this tight end group specifically, and obviously being Jordan Nelson's biggest fan, I always cheer for 87 (laughs) to have a big day. So I really like what Stern has brought to the game thus far and how he's really started to develop and kind of gain that trust from Rodgers. I think that could be huge, especially – with Tunyon kind of getting more notice, then maybe it's a chance for Sternberger Sternberger to uh, kind of play into that role. And I mean, Mercedes Lewis is a great guy, but he's only good for maybe two big plays a game. He's not the, he's not the game changer in this tight end group. So I'd love to see Sternberger really take charge of a game for once and put up some big yards. And then defensively, I just want to see Kenny Clark eat some people up. I want, (laughs) I want to see him get to Nick Mullins and really just be the factor in this game that we all know he can be. Yeah, no, eating people up is just the absolute perfect way to describe that. And I'm excited for Thursday now. So Perry, your player on offense and defense. Yeah, I would really love to see David Bakhtiari back this week. Um, He's only limited participation and that really could mean anything at this point. But, you know, the 49ers have obviously lost a ton of people up front, but they're still the 49ers. Um, They still play with that sort of aggressive edge and they still have Robert Sala. So um, if we can get David back and just give Rogers, you know, his main man and give him a clean pocket. And that just gives us such an edge. We've had one of the best offensive lines in the league this year. And I think that can't be like understated by any means. Um, And that just gives us kind of a chance on defense. I completely agree with Janelle. Like I just, I need to see our, our defense get pressure. Um, I agree with, you know, on a backup quarterback, you just, you got to rattle them. You you have to get to the quarterback. And so um, I'm really looking to Z, I think as cliche as that probably sounds, you know, he's a leader in, in the locker room. I think Kenny said it in his presser, but I'm sure Z agrees where they both, they, they left that game feeling like that was not how we play that that wasn't us. And we did not, you know, put it on the field. And I can see Z coming back into this game and being like, leading his men into battle essentially against the Niners. So um, I hope he has at least one, but multiple sacks. (laughs) (laughs) I do too, because I said on the show last week that if he has a three plus sack game, I'll write another poem and I'm just, I got that itch. So do it Z and you get another poem on the show, but no, my guys I think would be, Um, actually Adrian Amos on defense because I thought that he looked really good in spurts against the Vikings and we talked a little bit about being too little too late so seeing that consistency out of him in his postgame presser he sounded pretty irritated and he said that this defense knows what they have to do they have to tackle better they have to gang tackle they have to get 11 guys to the ball 
So I want to see that turn into fruition on the field and not just talk. And then on offense, uh, Billy Turner, because, you know, we've talked about him in the past and he's really kind of underrated and undervalued, I think, on this offensive line. And to all of your points, you've all mentioned the offensive line. If David Bakhtiari can't play, if Rick Wagner can't play, whatever happens on that opposite spot, Billy Turner's got to lock down his position, whether that's left or right tackle. And that's who I'm looking forward to seeing on Thursday. So before we wrap things up, in case everybody listening doesn't already follow you all, which they absolutely should, Janelle, where can the people find all of your fantastic work? Yep. So you can follow me on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four, and you can find some of my work. Obviously I work for Packaday and then you can also find me on the Say It Again network. All right, Sarah, where can they find all of your cool content? Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah Kelleher four. And then usually I'm on the Wednesday episode. So this week, you know, same recording day for me, but with Dusty and Steve. So shout out to the two of them. And um, every week after the game on Cheesehead TV, I also write a game recap, just kind of summing up what we learned, what went right, you know, what went wrong. And if there was any offense and offensive and defensive MVPs. So that's where you can find some of my work. All right. And Perry, you do a lot of Packer stuff. I don't have any cool alliteration for yours. Where can they find all of your, your work? Oh, that's funny. No, I was going to say, actually, I love Sarah's uh, game recaps. I read them every week. So definitely check those out. Um, you can just follow me um, on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. Uh, I f- podcast uh, once a week with you, Maggie Loney, on Packs What She Said. So you can follow Packs What She Said on Twitter as well. Um, we have merch coming out. We're very excited about it. Uh, I'm also on Pack a Day every other Sunday with Andy and Alex. So we'll be recording, um, or Monday rather, we'll be recording this weekend. Um, and then Game on Wisconsin Happy Hour also with Maggie. And uh, twice a week I do a preview and recap show with Ross Uglum at Packer Report. I got really tired just listening to that. Holy cow. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I write two articles a week for She Said TV. I obviously am part of the Packs with She Said podcast and the happy hour through Game on Wisconsin. And you will hear my voice again tomorrow with the Thursday Pack-A-Day podcast show. So thank you as always for listening to the Pack-A-Day podcast, the only Packers podcast available 365 days a year. And remember, go Pack Go. world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.